This is Tools of the Podcast Trade, where you can learn about the tools and resources you can use to start and grow your podcast. Tune in this week as we talk about the help you need to remove the mystery from podcasting so you can become a successful podcaster that can reach your audience where they are. My guest today is Paula Blair. Welcome, Paula. Thank you for coming and talking to me today. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Tools of the podcast trade can always use some brilliant minds. So so (laughs) podcasters can know what's going on in their world. So tell me about Paula. Who is Paula Blair? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Who is she today? Let's try and answer that one. (laughs) So um, I I research, I write about film and visual culture. I make a podcast called Audiovisual Cultures and I just muddle through life. That's really what I'm all about at the moment. Okay. All right. So why did you start your podcast? Well, what's the background in that? That's a, that's a really good question. I'll try not to be too rambly with my answer. So I started audiovisual cultures because um, so I so I have a film studies background. But when I was doing my research, when I uh, was doing a Ph.D., I I started to work more on convergences between cinema and other moving image forms of production so television and video installation and performance art and that kind of thing and I wanted to do something that looked at that really broadly because my studies were in a really specific context Um, but I was interested in those things very broadly so that was really where the idea of it came from and then I was transitioning from working in an academic context to becoming a freelancer and just trying to figure life out a little bit. So those things kind of just dovetailed a bit and became the same thing. (laughs) Okay, all right, thank you. And what has been your biggest struggle as a, um, you know, in starting your podcast and, you know, just rambling through because we all ramble through, right? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. It's really tough to get started and it's really overwhelming as an indie podcaster. I'm sure you find this yourself. I know you've got a lot of experience and you make another podcast as well, but it is such a minefield and there's so much out there and it is a wild west. It's a very young medium. There's not really any rules. And I've um, actually learned quite a lot from listening to your podcast recently about more of the legalities around how do we even do this? How do we keep everybody safe when we're doing this? You know, so I find your podcast really useful, Jen, as well. But I've been doing this for four years, so you, you I, I didn't have you yet. So <laughs> um, there's been a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning how to do stuff the hard way and a lot of searching on blogs and YouTube and figuring things out because I went into it with no budget to throw at it, you know, and just totally on my own and just thinking, could I, could I, could I do that? Oh, let's give it a try. Let's just give it a try and see what happens. So it started off just an answer to the question, can I even do this? And four years later, well, I I am doing it. I don't know if I'm doing it especially well, but I know I've got a really small show, but I think I make it really well. And, um, you know, it's been a real journey and I'm learning all the time. And I think that's the key to it is just be open to learning about it 
all the time and be prepared to just make improvements and there's so much you can do without spending any money to make it as good as you can make it yes yes i mean i mean it depends on your reason for starting your podcast in the first place but the main thing is you started and you're going strong four years that's commendable and you're doing a subject that you you're knowledgeable and most likely enjoy as you wouldn't you wouldn't have lasted four years (laughs) yeah so that's really good thank you what has been your your most useful tool to get your message out through the podcast yeah that's another really good question um I think I struggled quite a bit until I joined Instagram uh when I joined Instagram and really developed uh the the podcast's account there and it's I mean again it's got a small following but it's growing constantly it's just constantly going up a little bit a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and I think because you know it's it's a podcast it's an audio program about audio visual media so you know the visual is really important there and then to have Instagram I think has been really good at developing the more visual side of things and to be more playful about it and I've learned a lot about digital marketing and that kind of stuff as well so I think once I twigged on and just became more prepared to jump into something like that you know that actually was what has has got it to reach more people actually a lot of people have found the podcast because they find the account on Instagram so that that's been really useful actually I mean I I mean I wouldn't necessarily suggest social media to anybody but it's just I think Instagram especially at the time that I joined you know it hadn't yet been bought by Facebook and it was a slightly different place so you know I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody but it worked for me in just what I was working on Okay, so it helped to just uh, at least find one place that you could tell others about it. It did, yeah, because I, I think a lot of people who've ended up guesting on the show, a lot of artists and filmmakers uh, and all sorts of people have found the podcast because of Instagram and then they reached out to me and we've had a chat and they've been on the show and they've helped then grow the audience you know so it's just really you know it's in drips but it does build up and I think if you're not too worried about about building big numbers if you want to build a meaningful community with it and a meaningful audience then it's a good you know it's a good space I think for that all right thank you all right so what is Paula grateful for today Oh, lots of things. That's a really, again, fantastic question Uh, to have got through the past couple of years (laughs) to um, to just, yeah, to just be in a a really um, safe space and um, a relatively happy time in my life. And that for the most part, the people in my life are are well at the moment, Um, you know, so yeah that's a really important question to to ask ourselves every day okay all right thank you so one of the things you you have in your profile is that you know you you interview you address voices in film right am i framing it correctly yeah yeah some of these voices may be marginalized can you give us an example of the topics you cover 
and who those topics are for. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we try, we tr- we try and be across the board whenever we can. I mean, because because uh, a lot of the time, I mean, for example, um, when uh, like my partner is a film historian as well, and for throughout the pandemic, he wasn't really able to to join in with the podcast very much but before that we used to record stuff together all the time and um you know we would watch a film and then closely analyze it together and record that and you know we would try and do a wide range of topics so for example we would talk about a film like the miseducation of Cameron Post and think through you know LGBT issues and um, conversion therapy and things like that and um we would we've done episodes about um Ava DuVernay's films and trying to draw attention to um you know marginalized figures in the past so we've looked at Selma but not just looking at Martin Luther King but all the the women who are behind the civil rights movement in the US who whose names we can't remember or don't know and but who 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 really were you know the the, the grassroots of it you know really were the, the foundation of it and everything and kept everybody going and you know so we try and do stuff like that or try and include people I'll try and interview people who are you know um like queer artists or you know non-binary or trans or, or anything like that you know I just want to see what's going on in the world and just make sure there's a space for the people who we're not hearing so much from but they're doing work out there and it's really interesting and we have something to learn from it really. So you basically highlight the work that they do so you know they, they have more exposure yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I can't. I, th- I mean, I have to be honest. I can't offer very much in terms of exposure because we're a really tiny show. But um, yeah, I mean, I suppose um, how I put it, uh, there's a there's a podcast I listen to that is really great. It's called Toxic Leadership, and it's about um, you know sort of dealing with um, you know toxic workplaces and stuff. But somebody who was guesting on that show said, like, when you make a podcast, you you make space for yourself, but you also make space for the people who you invite to have on it and and that just made me really stop and think and go gosh I didn't realize that I'd been doing that but in in my own tiny little way I had been doing that so that's a really special thing to be able to do yes I mean if it's one person and it makes a difference in that one person's life it's significant because you don't know who who that one person will come in connection with, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very important to think in in those terms. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to bug you again about about tools. This is tools of the podcast trade. Sure. And I always want to know what people are doing to you know make life easier for themselves. We talk about a couple of ways you you publicize your show what about the process how how difficult do you find the process do you do it yourself or do you hire that out I do everything myself everything I haven't got any budget to hire anybody um but I I'm a little bit techy you know I'm not super techy but I'm medium techy and I can do a bunch of stuff you know there's things on the internet I find relatively easy where other people might find quite complex and difficult so with the 
the likes of editing and uploading and all of that I, I have no issue with that at all I actually quite enjoy learning those kinds of systems and figuring out how they work and learning about uh, search engine optimization and how to write my show notes so that things should hopefully come up better in search engine and search engine results and things like that so I'm okay with that um I think early on I think you because because I started in the before times um I was doing a lot of things in person um so I had you know, a little I have um you know a little recorder I have lots of little gadgets and things to to go out and record mobile um and I used to fox pop people and go to to go to artist studios and interview them in their studios and stuff like that um you know where we would um have a chat after seeing a film at the cinema and that sort of stuff um so it's quite nice revisiting those old things um to hear being in a public space and what that sounds like again but uh but yeah and then in the pandemic I moved to um almost exclusively recording like this as we're doing at the moment online and I've tried out lots of different systems I think zoom became a default for a lot of us um, but it's by far not the best platform. It's just not designed for recording at all. So your setup at the moment with Riverside is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting you talk about those early times when you were outside because <laughs> you weren't thinking about sound and audio. You were thinking about your mission, <laughs> right? Yes. So, so yeah. And yeah, Zoom. My first year I used Zoom and I can't access any of those videos. Oh, really? Oh, no. Lost most of those videos. So, yeah, I, I try to tell people don't don't even don't even attempt yeah. it if you want video. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Zoom, it's a tricky one. And I think, you know, but 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 if any of your listeners are insisting on still using it because they're just familiar with it, you do look up blogs and stuff for how to optimize your settings, because we're all using the wrong settings on Zoom for recording audio specifically. Um, you know, just things like, I mean, even just recently, I mean, I gave up with Zoom a while ago. Some of my guests prefer to use Zoom, so I'll do it for them, but I try not to use it anymore. But one thing is um, your uh, background suppression should be set to the lowest setting, which seems really counterintuitive. And this is a really geeky thing, I know, but this might help somebody who's listening. So so please Please try this if you're listening. Set it to low because what Zoom does, Zoom is to facilitate meetings. It's not to facilitate recording. And it tries to just get the sound across as efficiently as possible. And that's where the distortion comes from. That's what make you, makes you sound like you're eating tinfoil when it comes out in a recording. <laughs> um, so uh, set it to low. Your voice will be the best quality your computer or your microphone can record and it will sound so much better. So if you just do that one thing today, if you're insisting on still using Zoom, please trust me, it'll work, it'll help. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Very useful, actually. Oh, boy. All right. So um, tell me how we can find your show or get in touch with you or connect with you. Sure. Um, so the, the show's website is audiovisualcultures, that's all one word, lowercase, dot com. Uh, if you look for, uh, let me see, it's bio.link forward slash P-E-A-B-L-A-I-R. So it's P like the vegetable, Blair. Uh, then you'll get just all my links and stuff. 
and on all the socials we're AV Cultures Pod so hopefully that should be easy to find okay thanks and I'll put those at least one you know one or two links in this show notes so they could find they could find you okay before you go um, give me one piece of advice I'll give a podcaster one piece (laughs) of advice that you might you know something on your mind oh let's see um wear headphones guys <laughs> wear headphones when you're recording please uh i um i keep asking people uh, to say this even if it's just in meetings and you're online or you're on zoom please just wear headphones because i'm so exhausted with uh, my own voice warbling back at me when i'm recording stuff so please it's, it's not really advice it's more a play <laughs> just wear headphones <laughs> please <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Paula Blair, for coming and talking to me today. Anything else? Well, Jen, if you're happy to, you're so welcome on Audiovisual Cultures as well. It'd be so cool to, to talk about your podcasts that you're making. Yeah, we'd love to love to have you on and to, to hear more about everything else you're working on and, and why you're making this show, because I think it's really it's just so useful for all the indie podcasters out there I'm going to really recommend this I have a newsletter that I bring out every month for our podcast and you're going to go in my recommendations at some point so oh wow you're giving me (laughs) thank you so much and thank you for coming and talking to us today I really appreciate you oh thank you and yeah I appreciate you too it's a great show thank you got questions about podcasting Do you find yourself struggling with the tools and strategies that you know will help you launch and grow your show? Why not join the New West Podcasters Club where you can get your questions answered by me or one of our guest experts? The link to our next meeting is below. Sign up today and don't let confusion about podcasting stop you from owning your genius. Whether you're an individual or a nonprofit, the New West Podcasters Club is where podcasters come for answers. Link below for our next meeting.